Okay, welcome to episode one of I'm Nobody. I'm Zach Wiseman. Thanks for listening. And after listening, feel free to leave a review or subscribe. I do have a lot of weird conversations and you don't want to miss any of these. In this episode, my friend Caden Tuttle and I sit down and chat. Now the format moving forward is going to be, I record a brief thought of what I expect before going into our conversation. And then afterwards, a little quick takeaway about what I've learned. Now this project is to help me get to know people better and to grow as a person. So here we go. What's up friends? My name is Zach Wiseman and I'm nobody. I'm a father, a storyteller, an amateur writer slash comedian, and now I'm nobody. Throughout my storytelling life, I've had two things constant, my love for Kevin Smith and the fact that I'm a white dude. My stories are from a white dude and my jokes are from a white dude's point of view. And in that area, I need to grow and learn. And the only way to do this is to engage with people that are not me. Also, I want to be interviewed by Kevin Smith, another white dude. But why would he interview me? I'm nobody. Join me as I learn about me through you. Okay, what I knew about Caden Tuttle before the interview was very little. He was a bubbly dude with the fastest hand wave in existence, and he always seemingly floated around the workspace, gently making everyone smile while making every situation a little easier. Now, I haven't had many interactions with him, as I was the new kid on the block and slowly learning everyone. Also, working slightly different shifts made an organic conversation hard. I knew that Caden was very interesting, and by his shoes, I knew he'd been places and could easily hold a conversation without guidance. I'm not sure what it was that made me ask him, but I'm glad I did. And he jumped at the idea and took it very seriously. And he was one of the first people to respond and was a little upset when he had to reschedule due to illness, but no problem. Uh, I was in no hurry. He recovered quickly and immediately set up another meeting. Two days before the interview, Caden, Suzanne, and our friend Dylan and I had a game night where I learned that Caden's imagination was well past mine. And he was way more interesting than my ignorance gave him credit for. I ask every interviewer to describe themselves in three words. Caden used open, friendly, and optimistic. Let's find out. And develop a movie. Uh, I also do stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for me, storytelling can only be good if I understand other people. Okay. Um, if I tell stories from my point of view, then they're all from a white dude from Maryland. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if I really connect with people and really understand other people, I think I'm a better storyteller. Mm-hmm. I'm a more compassionate human being. And uh, it's, it's a connection that I think might be getting lost. Um, so those are the main reasons. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah. I have a gift for gab, and I don't know how else to do anything else other than talk to people. No, so. it's, it's a good way to kind of aggregate, um, like... Just people in general. Yeah. Like, every person's a character in their own way. Exactly. And it's very hard to come up with characters that that feel real. So yeah. if you talk to people, like, you can have a character in a person right there. That's true. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I know every person is interesting. Yeah. Once you find their thing, their passion. And some people are a little more guarded, and some people mm-hmm. have a more focused passion, but... They're all so interesting, and once you get it, then you're like, "Oh man, okay, cool." Get that uh, mouth moving, me, you know? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let me chat. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, yeah it's, it seems easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Talking's easy. Is um is this like your first kind of foray into doing a podcast type thing? Um, is this just kind of like what kind of brought it all up, really? Um, yeah, it was but, the basis right there, but um, yeah, no, what kind but, of made you decide I'm going to do a podcast specifically in this type of format? Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, uh, I consume a lot of media. That's it, fine, just yeah. in general. I can um, see the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you look around. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm also a hoarder. Um, <laughs> I think just listening to people is so interesting. Yeah, and the more podcasts I'm finding, the more I find that 
every person is interesting. And uh, then I just started thinking, like, okay, well, if, if every person's interesting, then to some people I might be interesting. Right. Uh, and then what is a format that I haven't come across before? And I've never seen someone with the desire to be interviewed so many times mm-hmm. uh, with an intent to meet Kevin Smith or be interviewed by Kevin Smith <laughs> uh, or just to, to you know, uh, whatever, uh, learn more. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't started one. I, I thought of this idea a couple years ago and I've been kind of sitting on it slash working on it. Um, but, yeah, I hope that this turns into something and moves into something else. So cool. that'd be great for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Well, thank you for answering that question. That, oh, it is that opened a lot my of stuff. Um, so I'll start with the more mundane questions, and then I'll go towards the more exciting questions. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, what's a skill that you wish you had learned, or a skill that you are wanting to learn? Oof. Um, I wish that I was good at guitar. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like the guitar slash piano. For some reason, those are two things that I've always just kind of wanted to be good at uh arrogantly i feel that i'm good at a lot of things so when i come across something i'm not good at that i'm like miserable maybe about i can it. be good at it <laughs> yeah so i well the thing is about guitars and suzanne can attest to this i feel that i should be good at a guitar but my problem is that i haven't found the right one yet so mm-hmm. i keep buying more guitars <laughs> thinking one of them it's we'll gonna just to work you, you know <laughs> and i'm playing dire straits or some some reason the guitar is something that i never and I think that's the one thing still to this day. Like I just, I wish that uh, I wish that I could pick up an instrument and be yeah. and be good at it's, it. It's it, there's a lot out there, and there's such a huge selection to pick from. Yeah. I can't imagine just picking one and then being really good at the one. You know? Oh, I mean, honestly, there's no <laughs> instrument that I picked up that I'm like, well, okay, I'm good at this. Uh, <laughs> Master done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all right, cool. Well, I'm I'm a musician. Um, but uh, I I I feel. In my body, there's a guitar player. Okay, <laughs> I haven't just found screaming him. to get out. Uh, he, yeah, well, he's whispering <laughs> okay. currently. Yeah, he's I, I wish I could find him. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think I think the, uh, music of some degree. Mm-hmm. I also don't connect to music very well, but I that's the one thing I wish I could do. Do you think that by uh, not connecting with music too well, do you mean uh, music doesn't really touch you like emotionally, or you just can't really get into it? I don't, I never find myself putting music on mm-hmm. for a reason. Okay. I never put music on because I'm bored. I don't put music on to clean. I don't really put music on to do anything. Mm-hmm. It just happened. And, and maybe it's because I kind of grew up in restaurants, but, and it's always on because people don't want to talk, you know, yeah, it's or a whatever. Noise. Yeah, it's just something that's on. So you, I learned to, I, I listen to movies a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there are some songs that I connect with a lot, but I think because I don't, love music the way some people do I tend to overanalyze it and I listen to lyrics I'm like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah I don't like that's, this that's kind of caused me to move away from well, not that I never listen to lyrical music but generally I do the same thing yeah I'll listen to a song and then I'm like these lyrics are stupid yeah, <laughs> I remember I can't enjoy the music <laughs> yeah I in high school like Bush was so popular and I remember like reading the lyrics I'm like I what are you saying right like, I can't yes. I don't understand uh, and, and 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 on this on the same coin, like I listen to some songs, uh, and I connect with them so well, or I'm mm. like, this is my life, you know, like Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. Like you can play that, and I will stop what I'm doing. You're singing my life, <laughs> exactly. And I, I and I have to like, and that song, like I hear that song with like 
with my body and not just my ears. You know, it's 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 really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I don't. Music's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's a good level to have it at. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> at least it doesn't make you mad. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not offended by it. Yeah. Uh, Music's you, on. Damn yeah, it. If, if I find myself like really registering, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, change it you know yeah <clears throat> maybe I'm getting old I have no idea I don't think so I mean maybe I mean you never know yeah it's kind of going to be interesting where music goes as far as um, just the sound of it and the theme of it whatever it yeah. is over the years uh, I guess because of my love of movies some songs mean more for those reasons yes um, um, so I'm definitely not discounting music when, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not kicking it out when there's a visual image that's already pre-set to be with uh, music or whatever it can be in a game yeah it could be in a movie whatever um, I think it adds a little bit of weight because there is already an image set up with it and usually yeah, in a movie it's set up to be going along with the music or synchronized with it I mean, music videos, of course, are that. Yeah. Just having a visualization helps sometimes. Yeah, I guess if you're kind of guiding my emotions, that, yeah. that helps me instead of me trying to find it and be annoyed that I'm like, ugh, it's being <laughs> more <nothing>. obvious. <laughs> are you a love song? What, yeah. are, what are you? Please, come on. These yeah. lyrics. That was made for a rhyme. Yeah. Help me out. Come on. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see. We'll go on to another mundane question. Oh, I love um, the mundanity. Oh, yeah, dude. It's the best. Uh, there's one invention that you can change. Um, what would you want to change it as in improve it and make it a better version? Um, two, two, twofold. One, and I think is my actual answer, is the lawnmower. Uh-huh. Uh, I fi- Please go on. <laughs> I find that the lawnmower is like a tiny car that no one thinks about whatsoever. Like, there's no regulations to how this thing can be made. There's no, like... Like, no one's checking to see what this is doing to the environment. This mm-hmm. thing is wild, and it's, like, a weapon that just happens to be aimed at the ground. Yeah. It is the weirdest... <laughs> and it's to cut grass. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to me, is, like, the weirdest thing ever. Why yeah. do you cut this grass? This imported <laughs> species of African grass that I'm going to yeah. grow here in the middle of Colorado... Just right in my front lawn, and people are going to be mad if it's too long. Right, <laughs> or yeah, or not enough, or the different yeah. cut. Like I, grass baffles. Hey, me. buddy, you cut your grass, but you left your cut grass on top of your cut grass. That's yeah. really, really irking me. Can you please <laughs> rake that up so next week when you cut the grass, there's less grass on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Like you just have, you just gotta cut your grass. Uh, and and lo- I just the lawn, but also the car. Um, I wish that. And I don't have, like, a new style for it, mm-hmm. but I think that the idea that someone created a car in this one design, and then every other car just happened to follow that design, like, yeah, this is just what it's going to look like. I just think that's boring. Yeah. You know, like, give me something crazy. <laughs> you know what? It's just always, like, the two wheels and the window in the front. Like, yeah, I get the practicality, but yeah. only because that's how it's always been. Yeah, know, it's easy is... to copy and not change. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, come on, mm. get, be clever. And, like, people are making fun of the new, like, the new Elon Musk, like, truck. Yeah, from, the, like, the PlayStation hey, 1 car. It looks different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, definitely. I, I would like to see that. There's yeah. not many cars I'm like, I want to see that, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess I'm also not really a car guy, but... Yeah. Uh, I just find it boring that we, like... 
I just assume that that's the right way from like the 30s, you know, the 20s. Yeah. Like <laughs> nothing from the 20s is the right way ever. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I yeah. mean, they, they really tried. Yeah, I can't think of anything that you're like, oh, well, in the 1920s, it was way better. It was way better this way. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, so yeah, it's it. Lawnmowers yeah. and cars. I think, nice. I think they should be changed. Do you think it's the internal combustion motor that you're specifically targeting in that one? Or do you think it's just the overall design of these things? Both, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely more the motor for the lawnmower. I yeah. really think that. Did you know that um, motorcycles, at least in most states, don't have to be emissioned? See, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess motorcycle goes by the kind of the same thing I said earlier, where it doesn't need to be a four wheeled thing with glass. But motorcycles are crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are weird death machines. Oh yeah. Uh, I have two of them. I love them. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Like, I like when I see people on them. Like, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> That's it's, it. Yeah. They're someone... taking their life in their own hands. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, they're not mine. Yeah. They're not for me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no. uh, it, yeah, it's just odd when, you know, when people make a big deal about certain things and they're like, but lawnmowers, like, how do you mow their lawn constantly? And yeah. it's nonstop, just emissions and yeah. weird gas I mean, sputtering everywhere. There's the uh, alternative version that's got the... Um... You push it. Love that one. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I still don't know why we cut grass. But I, if you I have don't to, either. But if you have to, just do that one. Use your own muscle. Yeah. You know I mean? Use your own body. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, unless you're doing like a gigantic football field, but... Right, but then you you're know. like, why do you have that much grass Yeah, then? just make it astroturf or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I feel like we don't need to be cutting grass. We have a lot that's, of things. That's that, the salt. That, like, that's... You don't need a different engine. Just yeah. don't cut grass. Discontinue the lawnmower. Don't, Discontinue lawns. <laughs> don't don't install a thing that you need to maintain constantly yeah. outside for maybe the HOA. I have no idea. Like, yeah. Just so people can say, that's nice grass. Yeah. Like, no one that, even that no one comes literally... by and they say, your lawn is phenomenal. I, I love it. I'm going to name my son after your lawn. Like, nobody, they don't do that. Nobody they ever. They just come by, they're like, that's even. <laughs> yeah, nobody has ever asked questions. All like, hey, how do you get that? Uh, no, not, nothing ever. How do you get that grass so yeah, level? what do you, how, diagonal, cool, yeah. you know, or like circular. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't understand why that exists. Like, you're not allowed on my lawn, so don't... Like, why do you care what the look if is? If you step on my lawn, the grass will not be the same level anymore, and I'll have to cut it again. I know. But, like, I have to maintain this beautiful grass that I've most likely paid someone to put in, yeah. but then I'm so angry when, like, a child gets on it, or, like, an animal. Like, yeah. get off my lawn! Like, hey, some grass why? is growing in there. Crabgrass growing I'm... in there. A different type of grass. Yeah. That's a Kentucky blue. Get off that. Yeah. Like, I... Grass is the weird... I think it's one of my pet peeves that it's, I... It's a bizarre thing. Yeah. And I think that you brought that out in me for some yeah. reason. Cool. Which I didn't know <laughs> I'm angry about until right now. Now I know you don't like yeah. lawns. I should take notes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, God, let's lawns. see. No, I love lawns. Like, I love laying in grass. But you don't like laying in perfectly level grass. I don't like laying in, like... Or you don't have a preference. I, mean, I feel like I feel like having a preference is the cause of there being a lawnmower. I don't have a preference of the grass that I'm laying in. I mean, I guess I guess I would prefer to lay down in shorter grass. Yeah. But like, I would never tell someone else to cut their grass because it's how I prefer to lay in grass that I'm never going to lay in. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, which historical event do you wish you could watch unfold in person as an observer? You don't have to be a participant. You could be like a ghost. Oh, cool. Spooking over wherever you want to spook uh, over. Yeah, I guess first my question is, like, 
is this like a curse <laughs> or uh, I just have the ability to, to go it witness? It could be a curse. Um, it really is up to your own uh, feelings on this one. You can affect it if you want, but it's mostly watching it unfold. Yeah. Um, huh. That's a cool question. Um, I mean, I guess like the easy one is like one of those like mysterious ones. Um, like who the, who Jack the Ripper is. Yeah, or, or like the JFK or yeah. like crop circles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I guess the thing that I would really want to witness the most, um, hmm. And like I like whatever it is, I'm not affected by it whatsoever. Well, well, yeah, effectively. I mean, if you want to be there in the middle of Europe and see how the Black Plague started, and you're just right there, you don't have to worry about getting it. You're a ghost in yeah. this situation. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty dope, right? Yeah, Black Plague's pretty dope. I've definitely thought about looking at that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I would like to watch like my own birth as a weird thing. I, I don't have memories of my parents mm -hmm. being, like, in love. Yeah. You know, like, they, they split up and they fought for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of history, I, I like the idea of mystery, and I like some things about history, and a lot of things I don't really care about, you know, like, I don't know what it was for. Yeah, it uh, happened. <laughs> it probably sucked, you know, <laughs> for, you know, it probably sucked. Um, but uh, but I, I would really like to see my parents, like, like in love, you know, like and you know, you're kind of like connecting over something so yeah. weirdly raw and passionate. That's, that's uh something interesting because I've had a similar thought. Not like going back to see my own birth, but you know, kind of like seeing my parents um, in the stage I'm at. I'm at my life where I'm living with my girlfriend. I'm happy. You know, things are just kind of going as planned. Yeah. I wonder if they had that point because mine are very similar in that they split up. Um, it was when I was, like, a little bit older, but still. They yeah. were not ever, like, you know, hand-holding in love in front of me or anything like that. Yeah. I just felt like they were there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. The weird thing is, like, where I am right now, I, I've i met my dad at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but there are certain things, like, uh, I think it would only be references to my personal life. Mm -hmm. uh, or such as, like... Uh, a, a decision I made and so when I um, was 19 I found out that uh, the girl that I was kind of dating uh, got pregnant mm -hmm. and I was with my best friend at the time Tom Bacon and we were like inseparable we were like the best of friends we had an apartment together things were great his grandmother lived in Hawaii and we were about to move to Hawaii and like start this whole new life and I found out about this and um, we decided to you know to keep the baby and I told him <clears throat> I said hey Tom you know uh uh, we're pregnant and I don't know what we're going to do but you know um, and I came home from work the next day and he had just moved out it was gone never seen this kid ever again never heard just from him ever again disappeared off the face of the earth I called huh. his parents I called his girlfriend I called it's other friends it's not like you got him pregnant or anything no right? I tried <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah and I would just I was always just kind of curious to like the smallest degree like I wonder what like the couple hours after me telling him and w where his life had gone. Cool. Uh, so I would really just like to see like an offshoot of How that. How did you disappear so yeah, quickly? Like, what did you do? Where did you, you know? go? Yeah. And like, you what know, made I, you leave so and quickly? I, I, I call his parents. I'm like, hey, have you heard from Tom? And go, oh yeah, he's living in Baltimore with Chris. And I'm like, oh cool. And I would call Chris and he's like, 
no, Herbie's living in like you know Indiana uh-huh. with Christine. I'm like, oh, weird. And I would like Oof. call Christine, and she's like, no, I haven't seen Tom in months. I'm like, weird, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, it's just it was it, it's one of those just wild mysteries in my life, you know. Um, I so, wonder if the he'll ever make the steps to reach out and be like, yo, Zach. Yeah. On the in in hindsight, that was a bit of a weird move on me disappearing yeah. completely. Yeah, I mean, I really hope so. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, knowing what I kind of remember knowing about him, uh, he would really have no interest in that. He he's uh, he's motivated on his own. Yeah, and that's that's fair. You know, I'm just getting curious. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm interested. I've always been interested. Only he's so interesting. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, seriously, the guy disappears. The mm-hmm. guy's able to dissect a computer in like the 90s before you have like all the you know access to manuals and things like that online. oh yeah, yeah just like boop right there i know what i'm doing and then like i built my computer yeah but i found everything out through the internet you yeah, know? yeah yeah this is before the internet existed <laughs> yeah. to find it out like yeah. he would be the guy that would have written this stuff to mm-hmm. you know this is uh, yeah it, it, it was uh it was very interesting the way that we kind of found money and uh, <laughs> and lived a very weird life. Yeah. But then, yeah, poof. <laughs> so, yeah. My mystery. I like that. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We did that one. I think that's it. Okay, no. This is the last mundane question-ish. Um, what is the most interesting job you've had? <sighs> um, and this can be like the people were interesting, not the work was interesting. Yeah. Or anything like that. Well, I haven't had many other jobs other than restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did one time, I I was foolishly told that I would be a good salesman. Um, and it was for these, uh, <laughs> these vents that go above fryers in like fast food restaurants. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like 18. I'm how like, do I sell a vent? Yeah, I'm like, how do we sell a vent? You yeah. know, and I'm like, I, and they told me it's like, oh, it's to, to change them out instead of like the same ones to come clean. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like a disposable vent. And I remember wearing like, at the time, what I thought was like my best clothes. And, and I go there and the job really was to clean these vents. And <laughs> so. And then tell them you need to buy yeah, new vents. Yeah. So I'm like in the back <laughs> of these pizzerias, these grimy, oily places, cleaning these vents to tell them to get new ones and they're just telling me to come back and clean these ones uh and that was a very weird job uh <laughs> this one's dirty you should throw it away and buy a new one yeah. by the way i'm here to clean this one yeah <laughs> it's very weird um but out of all the russians i worked i worked at this one in the christiana mall in uh in, in delaware and it was the kind of restaurant where like they didn't do inventory or anything whatsoever and I'm pretty sure it was like owned by the mob. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's double mob. It's got freeform inventory going on. It's it was got, very weird how yeah. like the place worked. And I just remember one day on Valentine's Day, the owner he came in and just slammed me up against the wall. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm like, I guess I'm 21 time because I remember being a bartender. So um, I mean, he slammed me up against the wall, and he's like, "You and your buddies have been stealing from me." And I'm like. I don't know what you're talking about. So you know? he picks you up and pushes you against the wall. Oh yeah, hard. <laughs> and he's like, "You bring me a thousand dollars in a week, or else I'm gonna get my friends to kick your ass." And I'm like, "But I didn't, I didn't take any money." And he's like, "I don't give a shit." And I'm like, "Cool." And I was so scared that I just, I brought money to him. Like I got another job and I like hustled as a bartender. And I got a thousand dollars. I brought it back to him. 
And uh, I, I ran into two other friends I worked with, and they're like, "Man, you got like you got attacked." And, and they're going, "Yeah, but in all fairness, like we stole a lot of money from him." And I'm like, "Oh, it's you guys! Like, that sucks, you know? bastards!" Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but they would just do the thing where like they would handwrite checks and make people pay for it, and uh, they would like take their cash and then just rip up the check and like never turn the checks in at the end of the day. So like nobody knew that that table existed, and they would just walk out with like a thousand dollars a day it was it was so weird hmm. um but uh i think yeah I, I always felt like that was a cover for something it's well i mean that sounds like it right yeah maybe yeah, yeah. but uh I, I had a good time <laughs> yeah no that's fun i mean i like how the guy picked probably the only individual that wasn't stealing from him yeah and then was convinced it was you <laughs> yeah i'm just assuming he did that to every single person he, that worked he, there the blanket approach and yeah. i don't even know if he knew people were stealing i, I think that that's was just, just how a, he got money i think he was just shaking us all down yeah. you know which is fine you yeah. know uh, cool <laughs> good on you, uh, who, you got, who can i shake down here I yeah you let's got just my, try all of them <laughs> yeah that's a big uh sissy looking dude so <laughs> sure we'll try him <laughs> yeah <laughs> please don't <laughs> here's a lot of my money um so yeah so i would say that's that was the most interesting place that i worked yeah um, at Iron Hill Brewery in Wilmington, uh, I would run into like random celebrities. I mean, like low level celebrities, but like, uh, there was a time I had to bartend with Robbie Knievel, Evil Knievel's son. Um, I met Billie Jean King at Iron Hill, uh, who's like a you know, tennis legend. Um, we're talking real low level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, but they're there. But when you're from Delaware, it's like. Why are they in Delaware? Yeah. You know, like, what, <laughs> what's rapper Sean Paul doing here? You yeah. Know? <clears throat> um, or uh, Bubba Sparks, that weird white rapper guy. Uh, it was always, like, a weird place, but it was, like, the best place in Delaware for... If you were in Delaware and you wanted to go somewhere nice, that was the place to go. That was the place you in know? Delaware. So, like... Uh, yeah high school graduations were yeah all the all the celebrities went there uh so yeah so i had a couple weird interactions but i would say that was my favorite place because it was interesting but italian bistro that was the weirdest place spice to it yeah Yeah, that was the weirdest (laughs) place i worked because after that happened it's like you start looking around like there's a lot of boxes coming in and out of this place. Like what? And, you What's know, in that box? It's probably I, full of money. Yeah, and I went back like a year later, and it's completely like not there. So I, whatever. It was a front for as long as they needed it to. Be. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. He got his yeah. money. Yeah, he got my money. I'll say that. I mean, he probably did that to many people. Yeah, he did it to you with such confidence. I would assume so. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm just a really good target. I don't know. I, you never know. Another mystery, you? right? Yeah. Who are you? Me? Um, for a while, I worked at a motorcycle dealership, and um, when I started there, they had me doing their deliveries for new sales and for um, service things. And both of these, um, they basically led me into the middle of nowhere um, with a trailer, with a vehicle that wasn't mine on the back of the trailer, and uh, or I guess on top of the... You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> you never know what you would get out of these people that you were dropping it off because they live out on their own, they're rich, and they don't really talk to people that are just normal every day. So one guy, I came by and I picked up his motorcycle that was like some vintage thing he wanted repaired. And as a reward, he taught me how to tie knots, like nautical knots. He gave me like a 45-minute lesson on how to tie various knots. (laughs) 
I was like, thanks. That's great. Next time, give me five dollars. But you know, yeah. Like, Wait, like, is is knowledge of knot tying worth five dollars? I mean, yeah, sure. I don't have know. you tied a new knot? I have never tied one of those knots outside of the lesson. Could you? I mean, right now, no. This was at least two years ago. Do you remember what your favorite of all the knots were? Of all the knots, um, he had one that was really cool. I don't know the name of these knots because I'm. <sighs> I know. I'm a terrible student. 45 minutes. I know. It should have been fit, uh, the Five whole hours hour. of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, the coolest one was one that you could just quickly release by pulling one part of the knot, and then it would just, like, fall apart. It was really cool. That's it was like cool. a magic trick. Is that a knot? I don't know. It doesn't sound like a knot. Not anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yuck. Let's see. Well, the last time we were talking, we mentioned food. So. We did. What foods do you wish you had more access to, either being able to cook it well or have a quality restaurant or grocery store nearby that sold it? Um, I don't know a lot of the surrounding area yet to make this as a definitive statement. That's fair. But I will say that I love slash miss actual authentic Mexican food. Okay, um, fair, yes. I am such a fan of like evolved sauces, like mm -hmm. mole sauce or... Even a good enchilada sauce. Mm -hmm. um, I find that a lot of Mexican cuisine has been just really disrespected. And it is now a fast food. It's fairly whitewashed. It now. is so um, weirdly whitewashed yeah. and so made, made for a mass consumption and quick meals. Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I find that Mex Mexican cuisine has always been disrespected. I mean, you know, the idea that it is expected... To walk into a place and get served a sauce and a chip for free when people have to make these things with actual ingredients, you know, is yeah. so weird to me. Like, uh, and I know, like, I guess if you go to like an Italian place, you get breadsticks, but like, I don't know. I just, I think the idea. I feel like bread is kind of just a staple thing. Yeah, bread. Yeah, bread seems fair. Bread's like, but I want, I want sauce and I want chips to dip the sauce in. Yeah. Pass and, it down. And <laughs> like a sauce is like, you know, 15 ingredients. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's a sauce. It takes time. And, you know, like to the idea that Mexican cuisine, if it wasn't for that, there would be no French or Italian cuisine because they invented what to do with a tomato. Like they cultivated the tomato, you know? And, uh, yeah, I find that uh, I haven't found real Mexican food. And I, granted, I'm not in Mexico. That's so I, I can't say <laughs> no, that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely found a, a, an American version of Mexican. American. And it's Mexican, annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty annoying. Um, I think it's just that it's been so um, stamped into our heads that it is cheap. Yeah, um, it needs to be cheap. Yeah. But it comes from it being made out of inexpensive inexpensive ingredients because yeah. of necessity and all that stuff and you have to make a large amount of food and all that stuff out of these basic things so sure. you get creative with it and but I mean, at the same yeah, time for the most part, i like, think that's also a bit of a perception too i it, mean but like pasta is cheap why is pasta fancy right you exactly know? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, like, you know, marinara sauce is, well, like, five, six ingredients. Yeah. And, uh, Hold on, let me put that basil in there. There we yeah, go, exactly. got the basil. There's, yeah, there's a lot of onion. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just, I miss really good Mexican food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If All you right. were getting your ideal plate of Mexican food, um, what would be on it? How would it be cooked? All yeah. that stuff. I mean. Oh, good question. I'm sorry uh, if you're hungry. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't until right now. Okay. <laughs> um, so, 
the weird thing is like ideal Mexican food for me. Uh, so I eat a lot of Mexican food before I, I moved here, um, and definitely before I became vegetarian. Um, an ideal Mexican plate would be carnitas. Uh, I think that in a taco form uh, with some nice like salted toastones, uh, beautifully done like refried black beans, um, and then just like a nice like habanero corn salsa uh, with like fresh chips. I think that's really just a solid, solid dish. I appreciate um, your liberal use of adjectives there. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I love food. Um, but the mole sauce, I think, is the coolest thing. Holy that, mole, this mole sauce. I yeah. tell you, I think, it's, I think it's the best and coolest dish that has ever been invented. You know, to throw garlic and chocolate and peanuts and serrano peppers and chicken stock and Yeah, bones. everything but the kitchen yeah. sink. Yeah. yeah, it is the coolest thing that can be easily messed up and easily... Uh, it will just, it'll 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 take my breath away when it's done right. Like mm-hmm. if I taste like a good mole sauce, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm moving. I'm in. set. I'm, I'm here. I'm moving. I'm ready. In. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I've I've made them for I've I've spent hours making them and failing miserably and made that's one. That's the part that is uh, that you don't really consider is how easy it is to mess these things up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially a sauce. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it the the balance, the pH balance. Like there there's so much stuff that can just throw a sauce off and the things when you're making sauce you're going for a batch of sauce so it makes like yeah. a, a portion of sauce you know and you get that and you're like oh god well, that's dumb yeah. <laughs> you I'm know? making you know here's a gallon of sauce I'm making and oh I messed it up well yeah. that's oh, all geez. wasted yeah that's all gone let me start over yesterday yeah. you know um, but uh, yeah there's not a lot of cuisine that I really enjoy as much as Mexican um, or really spent as much time like really learning it you know i really learned that cuisine mm-hmm. name a dish i don't want i dare you name a dish you don't want if it's mexican you cannot that's yeah yeah that's the trick question right there <laughs> yeah sweet um okay nice we're getting down to the the knitters and the gritters oh nice um so given the choice um would you put your brain inside of a robot body to control or is there an or? Given the choice. Okay, okay. I didn't know if the choice was that or something else. No, no, no. Given the choice, would you? Or I guess the or would be, or would you remain in your human meat body? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on how my body is at the time of the choice. Mm-hmm. If I'm like headed downwards, like it's like eh, whatever. Yeah, but if you're like right now, right now, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say no. I like. Uh, I like being squishy. You know. Yeah. I like being able to take a dent. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really nice. Yeah. I don't mind it. You know. Yeah. I really don't. I don't mind. Uh, yeah. So no, no, not right now. There's like a robot listening to this in like three thousand years. He's just laughing. Yeah, he's like, hi, idiot. Sitting in his. Uh... uh, but I I have contemplated the idea of, you know, the idea of like robotic singularity mm-hmm. roughly the year 2040 when like computers are smart enough to be like humans mm-hmm. and what would happen if like computers took over and i know without a doubt i would be the biggest robot like ass kisser 
or whatever part of the body they would dispose of stuff. I don't know if they have an ass. Uh, historically, in media, robots have preferred ass kissing or biting. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know <laughs> if they would have an ass. Yeah, maybe they will build it in just for us. How considerate. <laughs> Why do you think the phrase ass kissing came about? Do you think it is because like people think that it's the worst uh, part of the body? I think it's like you're lowering your face, which typically shouldn't be near um, butts. Butts. Yeah. You know, unless solicited, but. Um, and then kissing the butt. But here's the thing. Here's 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 my opposition to that. I feel that to some people there is a reason to be around the butt. That there are no reasons to be around the knee ever. Yeah, knee kissing. Knee kissing. I think that yeah. should be a thing. Like there has never once been a reason for someone to be around my knee ever, especially the back. The knee pit is the grossest so place in my body. You're, propo- you're proposing that we get rid of ass kissing mm-hmm. because there is a feasible reason. In some circumstances, to be nearby an ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, kiss it. say that uh, I'm looking for an ass kisser, but that only really requires my knowledge of intent. Gotcha. Like, if my intent is that I'm trying to get you to lower yourself, sure, I understand. But if the intent is like, huh, I kind of like this, that's different. <laughs> different intent, you yeah. know? But yeah. no one likes having their knees inspected or touched or anything. Like, you yeah. can't tell me that behind your knee, the knee pit, is an enjoyable place to be touched or. Not generally. Yeah. The only thing I like touching that part of my body is the. Part of my pants. Yeah, the that pants. Sits on that part. Yeah. The, pan, the, the coverage. <laughs> the yeah. coverage. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing on there is coverage. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's a good uh, yeah. next step for us. I think a, if I want to demean you, I'd like kiss the back of my knee. Look at my knee. <laughs> <laughs> Get down there. Yeah. 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 Not the butt. I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No more butt kissing. I'm um, right. that's actually a pretty good segue for another one that I had. Um. What technology do you want to see develop um, either the quickest or something you really a lot of hope for that currently has popped up? Um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, like different forms of energy. I think that like solar and wind energy, I know they're there and they're doing their thing, but I don't understand why we still burn coal. It just doesn't. And it feels I'm not, a couple centuries old now. Yeah, right? I'm not the <laughs> smartest person ever, you know, but like. There are things that we have, you know, like, I don't think that we have been able to use, like, waves. Like, those things don't stop. Never. And if you have constant movement, harness it somehow. I don't know. I don't need to be, like, digging up <laughs> floopy old dinosaur guts and, yeah. like, lighting it on fire just uh, so I can I get the boulder. I dinosaurs you know? <laughs> to power my car. <laughs> uh, so, I, I would say uh, alternative, alternative energy mm-hmm. is, is something that I'm, I would like to see... Uh, advance at a wild rate. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would. Um, but maybe not wind so much. Mm-hmm. I know, like, uh, wind does a lot of bad things for like you know the ecosystem and stuff. But I don't know if there's a lot of bad that comes from harnessing like wave or ocean power. Yeah, I don't feel like that's too intrusive. I, I can't. Yeah, the but, waves are going to be waves regardless. But I didn't. I didn't <laughs> know that you know wind power like is that intrusive until I you know did a little research on bats and. Uh, bees and whatever, but um, but yeah, I would say al- alternative energy is something I is one of the few things I would say we need to ramp this up. Yeah, and most things I would say let's go backwards, like VHS tapes. I want to go back to let's that. Let's go back to that. That yeah. seems great. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that green. <laughs> yeah, right. I just I think that uh, media is too fast. It's too easy to consume now. You know, it, I, it really is. I, I mean, need I need to go back to a time where I needed you to tell me to watch something by handing me that thing. Yeah, here's my VHS here's my copy. Thing. This of is my the land before time seven. You need to watch it. 
I have that. You do? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> course. I'm missing eight. It's the only one I'm missing. That's all right. It's a um, rare one. <laughs> that is the bad one. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Alternative, uh, alternative uh, fuel. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, we're getting there. Um, alternative fuel, of course, is a definite one that I want to see grow because we're kind of like in a stopgap measure right now yeah where it's like we got an electric car but it's powered by the coal over and there coal miners need jobs do they yeah. it seems dangerous i mean they could just i don't know they could just dig holes <laughs> yeah <laughs> dig a different hole i don't so, know it's the i'll just pitch it to him like hey this is the entire experience of mining for coal minus finding coal yeah don't you want to do that i i feel like i'm pretty sure they wouldn't but they Maybe wouldn't. they love digging holes. I don't know. You they, need to interview a coal miner. I, I need to Do you know find any a coal, coal miners. Not here. I feel like they all—they're really clicky. I feel like they just hang out with other coal yeah, miners. Yeah, I don't wear enough denim or dirty denim to like get into those groups. <laughs> yeah, you walk up with your blue jeans. They're like, nah, get out of here. Yeah, come back with blue jeans turned black. Yeah, I don't hang out in West Virginia enough, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, well, is that unfortunate? Have you been to West Virginia? Yeah, it's fine. Yep, it's weird. Yep, yeah. It's not fine. It's weird. It's a, yeah. It's an area. <laughs> it's yeah. It's kind of annoying, really. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. They took Virginia and then they just kind of like removed the parts of Virginia that make it really charming. I'm sorry, any Western Virginians that are listening. I'm I don't sure. Know. I'm are there out. any Western Virginians? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, there has to be. Do they have radios? I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I actually I knew uh, one guy from West Virginia, and he was absolutely amazing. Uh, his name is Dave Jr. Um, he would randomly come over to my house. I would say, "Hey, you want to have like a movie night?" And I'd work, and he would get off before me, and he would just show up at my house, and um, he would have like a tape, like a uh, Pink Flamingos. Uh, or like a John Waters tape of some sort, mm-hmm. and he'd be in full drag, and I would have no idea. <laughs> and I come over like, "Whoa, oh, cool, hey, Dave, nice," you know. And we would just hang out, and watch uh, yeah. really cool videos. And he's the only one from West Virginia. But every time I do any road trips, and I stop anywhere in West Virginia, it is bizarre, like just bizarre. Like I just I feel like I stepped through like a like a portal. Into like a shift into universe, a, a dimension of yeah, West Virginia. It's, yeah, it's very weird. I, I don't understand it. What's like a something in that would that you would kind of highlight as being a weird thing? The people. Mm-hmm. It's only the people. Are they kind of like how how just describe it? How are they weird? I mean, you've described your <laughs> your friend that would come over with the John Waters. Yeah, I now he he's not West Virginia, but he's a uh, he's just my only reference of of someone there. Gotcha. Um, but uh, I. It always it always seems like um, no matter what store you go into in West Virginia, it has the feel of an old diner. Like even if it's a clothing store, like it just, you'll walk by and they won't say, "Hey, do you need help?" They'll say, "Do you need help, sugar or something?" Yeah, or like you walk in and like for some reason everyone knows everyone's names, and that's so weird for me because I'm like, okay, I'm, I clearly don't belong here. Yeah. you know, no you one knows my name. You don't know me, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like somewhat embarrassed. I'm not that popular, yeah. um, but. Uh, I, I don't it just it always feels like it's the 90s version of a weird place okay <laughs> you know like yeah. if I wanted to film a movie that was set in the 90s and I needed like if you're going to West Virginia yeah I'm going <laughs> to West Virginia not like if I'm making a really cool movie in the 90s I'm going to Portland but if I'm making like a movies <laughs> in the 90s where like 
maybe like a hurricane came through the town and like it was never rebuilt or they forgot to turn electricity back on, I would go to West Virginia. Right. They yeah. just forgot. It's not yeah. that it's out. They just forgot. Yeah. And I don't want to go south. You know, I'm not trying to get a lot of racism into it. I just want sheer ignorance. Yeah. Just kind of like a, not, yeah, not, stu- not stupidity, but just lack of knowledge of the outside world. Yeah. Just like a, like a, like a, like a backwardsness. In, like, a charming way. Yeah. You know? It's not in, like... A, it's definitely not, like, a bad... They're not trying to do me harm. You know? It's just, like, I'm such an outsider. It could be, like, a different country. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm almost not speaking I'm what they're speaking. I'm a foreigner here. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. And they're allowed to do that. You yeah, know? I don't, absolutely. I don't... I'm going to remove myself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing a good thing here. Yeah. We're going to let you do you. that. <laughs> you have a community. I don't understand the rules. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Cool. Let's let's move into the next uh, one. Let's see. We did this one. Okay. Cool. Uh, there is a TV show about you and your life, directed by you, optionally starring you. What would a season finale episode be like or be about? A season finale. Yeah, I guess it would depend on which season. Season one. You can um, do all the seasons you want. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many there are yet. I'm going to try to sum it up, and then I guess... We'll say that we'll... Um, then I'll have a goal. We'll say that your your current life as it is right now, you're at the... You're at season three, or season four, yeah. or something. I'll say currently, I'm... My current life, I'm roughly in season seven. Okay. I think I've had about seven-ish lives so far. Okay. Um... This is a very good one. This this is like a this is a very good season. This is like season four of Lost. You know, nice. it's like oh cool, nice. oh, that's getting good. You're doing it again. All right, right on. Um, season one finale. Uh, it would be a it'd be a downer. Uh, it would be, um, it'd be like a like a really good, well thought out season of a show. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotion. Uh, a lot of mystery. Uh, I grew up in a very weird place in Maryland. Um, population. 2800 nice. uh, <laughs> I found nice. that uh, yesterday yeah um, it uh, yeah and I would say that season one will probably end with my parents divorce me moving to Delaware from Maryland so um, kind of a cliffhanger he's yeah. got a new setup yeah exactly okay. season two it would shift in uh, visuals a little bit it would turn into like maybe a boy meets world scenario okay uh, and that's like really where I met like my first like black friend you know a lot of new things happen when I moved to Delaware um, that's so weird because you you're from a small town. Yeah, yeah. I was also from a small town. Um, that was something because I moved from small town Illinois to Southern California. Oh wow! So I went from the same like 13 white people to a lot of Mexicans, and it was yeah. very strange. Like becoming yeah. accustomed to the, not now, that there's anything wrong your, with it or whatever. In your small town, did for some reason people aggressively hate Mexicans? I don't think they knew the concept of Mexicans existed. Yeah. So where <laughs> I'm from, it's the clan capital of the world. Gotcha. And there would be like clan like marches and riots where yeah. I'm from. And uh, I was it was very clear that it was taught to me that black people were way different and not good. Um, which was just knowledge in my brain. You know, yeah. So end of season one, I moved to Delaware, and that's where I met like my first black person, and I was like, "Cool." That would be like an interesting episode or whatever. That's, like that's small episode ta- one, small town white guy <laughs> walks in, he goes to like the post office or whatever, yeah. and there's a there's a black person there, and they're like, "Whoa, yeah, whoa, <laughs> haven't seen that." <laughs> yeah, and uh, so where we moved to, um, 
my my friend Percy uh, was the very first black person I really interacted with. Mm-hmm. I was nine, and <laughs> he lived two houses down, and I didn't. Although my family taught me hate, I didn't learn it. They, but I did learn the information they gave me, such as, like, black people had more muscles. Black people had tails, you know? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I, you know, when I met Percy, uh, and we became friends, you know, I'm like, hey. Where's your muscular tail? Can I see your tail? And, and that's, uh, that is true. Like, I did ask. Uh, I just, shh, I want a tail. Yeah. That is not fair, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, that turned into a, a very interesting conversation between <laughs> his parents and my parents. Um, but um, I would say, yeah, so season one ends with a divorce. Season two uh-huh. uh, ends probably with me going to uh, high school. So they'd be from the age of like nine to 12. Okay. Um, me going into high school for the first time, not having a lot of friends except for Tom Bacon, uh, him being like my boy. Um, season three would probably be me failing 12th grade of high school, uh, out of just sheer laziness. Um, and then going to summer school. Cause that was a really weird, very weird thing that happened to me. Summer school is strange. It was, it is very strange, especially when like, it's filled with like letting your family down <laughs> by not watching their oldest kid, like walk slash graduate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then having like so much like uh, anger around it that I had to like find rides to school or like walk to school, you know, it's it a very weird time. Um, but from then, <laughs> and then season four would definitely be uh, the, the, the pregnancy slash birth of my daughter. Cause that happened uh, right at me being 20, um, 19. I found out 20, she was born. Um, she was born like six days after the birthday. Um, and she's perfect. Perfect. That is a perfect human being. Cool. There is one on the planet. You found it. I produced it. <laughs> I'm the only one that can make it. That's how talented I am. <laughs> Copyright. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be season uh, four finale is yeah, being pregnant. Um, and then I guess like season f- five finale would be uh, uh, me deciding to leave because I, I got married uh, to, to my daughter's mom and uh, that ended in a fast divorce. Um, and that was a very weird time in my life. Um, then the next, <laughs> the next season would end with me probably getting a job at Iron Hill Brewery because I was a bit reckless once I left the marriage. I, uh, really hated a lot of what I thought was the confinements of that and the structure of that. That I probably imposed on myself. I have no idea. When you're um, angry, you take out frustration yeah. in some way. And I and I wanted what I thought was the polar opposite, so I kind of went down like a wild spin for a bit and mm-hmm. uh, really lost myself. Um, but once I started working at Iron Hill Brewery, it's when I kind of found like a really cool community that really helped me out. Um, and then uh, the next chapter of my life, I got <laughs> I got fired from Iron Hill Brewery f- for a hat. Uh, which is a very interesting story. For a hat. You'll yeah, have to tell me uh, like that a, when you're done. A hat. Um, <laughs> so the end of that season would be me being fired from Iron Hill. Um, the f- next season would be be starting uh, Santa Fe. Because once I started Santa Fe, uh, that was like where I really got into Mexican cuisine. And then I um, and I would say that ended season six. Yeah. <laughs> the Santa Fe season. Uh, the Mexican season. Um, 
That was a cool season. And then uh, <laughs> season seven started with me at a brewery uh, meeting Suzanne and uh, taking her life here. So I would say there's a mid-season break where we leave Maryland. Season seven, part two, picks up uh, beginning Colorado. Car accident. Uh, <laughs> heavy drama cliffhanger at the oh, beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're currently in the middle of the second half of season seven. Okay. Yeah. Night. Yeah. Very elaborate. Things are good. Yeah, there's been dog bites. There's been car accidents. <laughs> uh, I work at a grocery store now, which yeah. I've never done in my life. Which, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> podcast has, has started. Yeah, so yeah. Season seven's ramping up pretty well. It was worth putting it into two halves for this I thought one. so, yeah. yeah. It felt like the Harry Potter book seven of my life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to break this up for the movie. Yeah. The show, yeah. Nice. Yeah. These are good. Suzanne is a big character in season seven. Yeah. She got a starring role. Yeah. Well, the casting's great, so you... It's good casting. Aww. 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 Look at that. That's a <laughs> She's going to remember that for later. <laughs> Nice. Well, that was that was cool. Um, let's see. Well, we've really gone through all of my questions except for one, and uh, this was the one that I was like, I don't know, maybe he'll have an idea, but no. but you've, so far you've been pretty good with like spouting these out. It's awesome. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> you're, you got a gift from Gab, like you said. I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so, because my birthday's so close to Christmas. Oh, I get right. great gifts. That is not true. When, when's your birthday? April 1st. Oh, cute. That's weird. Did <laughs> <laughs> she say what for? She said what? <laughs> oh, it's like two days after hers. Yeah, your birthday's oh. two days after mine. <laughs> That's three days after, or four days after Amanda's. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my birthday's New Year's Eve, right? And so because my birthday's so close to Christmas, I have, people always think it's a great birthday. It's not. It's the worst. Because, like, you get either birthday gifts and Christmas paper, which is annoying, could you imagine getting, I mean, I guess it'd be kind of ironically cool for you, uh, but for me, it seemed lazy, you know? <laughs> or I would get, like, a present around there, like, oh, this is your Christmas slash birthday present. Yeah. Uh, absolutely the worst. And I remember this. I think it was my 12th birthday. Um, granted, it's, like, 1990, you know? I get a TV VCR for Christmas, and it was, like, so cool, because then I get a TV in my room, you know? Except the VCR part had a piece of, like, duct tape around it, and I'm like, what's up with this? And my dad said I got the VCR for my birthday. So I had to wait six days to use that machine because the VCR part, which was also the power button, uh, was oh my, my birthday present. So, uh, yeah, uh, not a cool birthday. Yeah. And everyone's drunk all day on my birthday. Like, yeah. yeah. People are doing the weirdest things like, let's go to Vegas. Like, oh, man, I just want to hang out and eat, like, Mexican, you know, like, please, yeah, and go, let's go to Manhattan. Like, what? <laughs> no, I'll just go to the bar, I'll get a Manhattan there. That's enough yeah. of a simulation. Yeah, let's just drink a Manhattan, it's just one. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, that was good. Um, final question. Final question was, uh, hold on, I forgot now. Um, you're making a tabletop game. What is the theme and goal? Theme and goal, and it could be whatever. Of a tabletop game. It could be a card um, game. It could be a board game. It could be like a D&D &D yeah. type of like build your own character type of thing. Um, it would definitely be ghost themed. I think ghosts are the weirdest thing. Ghost to me. themed. Yeah. Okay. I like things that are ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts whatsoever. I think it's a very weird idea. Um, 
but I like things that are set in ghost world. Uh, okay. I, I think that's very cool. Um, <laughs> like in a world with ghosts? Or yeah, a, like a ghostly world. Ghost animals are cool to yeah. me. Uh, ghost trees, although yeah. you don't see it. I don't understand why not. They live. <laughs> this place is haunted. Yeah, like this, is a haunt, like this tree's a ghost. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I think anything set in ghost world is cool. Yeah. Um, and I think games that are cooperative um, are always fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I, it would need to be a cooperative uh, single goal. Uh, kind of like set. Forbidden Desert or something or like that. Or Forbidden Island, yeah, which yeah. are great games. Whatever forbidden thing. Yeah, it's forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> Except teamwork. You that know, is only thing the, not forbidden. That is welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, teamwork, well, it should be called that. Um, and I guess uh, I, I don't have a common goal. I guess reincarnation would be the goal. Reincarnation, yeah. perhaps possession. So yeah, it would be... Uh, I, it would it, it would be a board game. Um, I think those are always more fun if you can pull off a good board game. It's it's difficult, but yes. Ghost themed, and you either get to reincarnate or uh, force possession is, yeah. is the, the bad. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. There's something there. I think so. I'll, I'll get back to you yeah. on that. <laughs> I mean, uh, click, 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 click. I want to write this out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I, I think that was my 10 questions. Oh, right on. Yeah, those yeah. are good questions. Thanks. Those are the most interesting questions. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so uh, every single one, I also have three questions that I ask the same that's three fine. to every, yeah. every people. Um, uh, first, uh, who was your biggest inspiration as you were growing up? My biggest inspiration? Yeah. Um, I would say, like, he still kind of is a bit of an inspiration to me. Um, and I have no interest in really getting into the industry that he works in or whatever, but just, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. He fully owned being the weird guy. Yeah. He was nerds when nerds weren't cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he just totally owned it. He just continues to own it. He's still the weird guy. Yeah. (laughs) And he like keeps doing it. It's really... Have you seen his movie recently, UHF? Oh, dude, I was raised on UHF. (laughs) I love that movie. I love that movie. Um, but I, it just kind of like... It's always been in the back of my head to be like, just, he's had, he has such a good time doing yeah. whatever he's doing. Yeah. He's just such a cheerful guy. That's true. I mean, he popped up early, like in the 80s, and you're like, yeah, you're doing it. And he's still <laughs> around and active. And yeah. she kind of kept with the times. I don't know. He kept the hair. He kept the hair. <laughs> he looks great. I don't think he can lose the hair. Oh, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> um, okay, question two. Uh, how does the media, and by media I mean like movies, social media, and news, with mm. quote fingers around it, uh, how does the media influence our perception of race, class, and or gender? How does it perceive that? Well, I mean... How does it influence our perception? Our perception? Okay. Um, I mean, I would say that anyone giving a, an opinion on something has a position on it already. Um, so if someone's giving you a an idea of like how we were talking about Mexican food there like the predisposed thing is it's cheap Mm -hmm. um that's just kind of like driven on by whoever's opinion it is and whatever they're trying to say and i would say currently we're trying to move in the correct direction of where that doesn't really matter like a person can be whatever race or gender whatever and that's their thing you know but i think that as it goes people are trying to kind of I don't know. They're trying to make us think the same way they're thinking. Yeah. Generally, when someone is saying something, they're trying to convince you to, on media at least, yeah. to see the way that they're seeing things. Yeah. And I think we're kind of like moving forward, but kind of moving backwards. Um, but 
Is this about how it affects me directly or just us in general? As I mean, I guess you would be the best person to talk about you. I guess you're... I do know about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, me personally, I mean, it. there's always some race thing going on in the news. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of it is, um, to a degree, sensationalized in some cases. And then kind of pushed to the back if it's another one. And I feel like if it's a person who isn't white that gets in some sort of trouble that one's kind of pushed up because it is an important issue going on right now um where we're just kind of like divided in a way on really dumb shit like mm -hmm. oh you you've got different colored skin well no yeah like why that's dumb why is that a thing why yeah. are people going on on this tangent and like i don't know yeah personally for me um it doesn't affect how i view people i like to take the person as an individual and read who they are by how they act and talk and the things they do and um but it does kind of set you up for a negative bias in a lot of cases yeah like for me it's just odd when i think back to like so i'm a big movie fan love mm -hmm. movies always have um and you know like in the 80s when you watch movies and early 90s you know like especially like toxic masculinities there and like you know like i'm an every person i'm a luke yeah. skywalker i'm a captain america yeah and like you got to don't be a sissy, you know, like, uh, don't cry, yeah. you know, uh, and that just kind of sculpted how I lived my life without even realizing that's not right, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's always interesting to see, like, other people's point of view when you being a, another white man, you know, yeah. have grown up looking at white people, which I guess leads into my next question, which is, um, can you remember the first person in media that you felt represented you? first person in media that yeah. represented me i don't know your background with media if no no it's, movie or two first it's okay let me let me think about that one for a moment um like uh what you're saying like you are luke skywalker or whatever like right um now this uh, obviously the question is going to go to a lot of people no but, yeah uh it was weird when my daughter came to me one time and asked well, I guess she was just impressed that she found out she could be a Jedi. She didn't know girls could be Jedis. Oh, okay. And it was so cool. And I was like, oh, man, that's really weird that, like, mm. she didn't have the knowledge. That she could be that. that. Could, if she wanted to. Yeah. Well, I can't. That's boys. I and, mean, but then you see it in every movie up to a point where sure. it's like, I, oh, all the all the Jedis are dudes. Now, okay. for me, and maybe for you too, like, you know, I, like I said, I, I have been the majority of leading roles. Yeah, the, it's very easy to put yourself in Luke yeah, Skywalker's shoes. There's nothing he's some white guy. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing physically you know different from me. Mm -hmm. um, I am just the average hero. It's difficult for me to think of a specific person that I would uh, pull up as. Oh, this is my go-to um, for that. In that, I'm also a white guy, and yeah. I haven't had been like had the opportunity to be like, hey, that person is exactly how I look and perceive myself. And it's unique. Yeah. But then I guess maybe as far as like an artsier twist or uh, a, like a point of view, mm -hmm. is there anybody uh, that you thought, well, that's close to me. That's close to me. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I always felt Kevin Smith, like, although he's just another white man, like, yeah. I always felt that he was somebody who we have roughly the same, like, mindset, I think, mm -hmm. you know, I think we find roughly the same things funny, like, I, I find his movies very funny, and I can yeah. see where they're coming from, I can see the setup, I can see the math, and I'm like cool you're doing it you know yeah and being like a like a hometown kid from jersey who's like a clerk i was a blockbuster slash restaurant clerk you know mm -hmm. so uh that person really just represented what i could do mm -hmm. you know so i thought that was always i guess um, the most for me i guess 
I've kind of really been independent mm-hmm. in that, um, in that I don't really, like, I like Weird Al Yankovic, but, you know, I was allowed to listen to his music as a kid. Yeah. And he was the guy that was funny and weird. Um, but it's like, I wasn't really ever super motivated by anyone growing up or even now to be like, hey, this person can really do this thing. Um, now I feel like I can do it too. Um, I mean, of course, there's, again, Weird Al that yeah, I mentioned, yeah. but... Yeah. That's just kind of like a guy being cool. Um, but I don't... Jeez. Oh, that's a good one. It's, uh, it's... Yeah, I really haven't had a person that, like, to me, growing up, was like, yo, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very interesting perspective. Just yeah. kind of, like, looking inwardly on it. Um, that I'm not... There's no instantaneous, like, bam! Yeah! Yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, that's... Yeah. I, I mean, part of it, like, I grew up pretty poor so i didn't really have a lot of access to media it was just kind of like whatever my parents would finger pick and like show me so like they were like we'll put on dumb and dumber i don't know yeah um and the things about watching things like dumb and dumber is there's no hero that you really want to root for as a kid you're like that guy's being stupid (laughs) yeah um it was mostly just kind of like self-motivated in a lot of things that i've done and that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I can't think of anyone in particular. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, don't, don't. You don't have to. No, that's the perfect answer. But I think uh, the more that I talk to people, the more that I see their perspectives. Um, it's going to be interesting to see like how mm-hmm. media has sculpted their life, either inadvertently or because of role models. I mean, yeah, I think that's it's cool. it's a uh, for sure. I mean, because most of the time when there is a role model, it's someone that was. I mean, it always is. It's someone that was created. You know people looked up to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, completely fictional character. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is. <laughs> but I mean, but if, you know, if, if you wanted to be a Jedi, he is a role model. Yeah. Unfortunately, he, he was a, a he looks like of the majority virtue, of, yeah. you know, uh, white people. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just not fair. Um, Do you think that um, our society as a whole would be different if people like Luke Skywalker were cast by, I don't know, an Indian man, like a Native American man. Um, I think that society would be different if we were never just taught to hate based on color. Yeah. I think that's it. You know, yeah. like, I don't know why my parents taught me to hate. Like, I guess that's maybe just an alternate universe. Yeah. Where race doesn't really matter as much there. I just So don't... they're just like, I don't know, that guy's a good Luke Skywalker. Let's bring right. him in. <laughs> this guy seems like he's strong enough to pull himself across. He, you looks, know? he could be like a, I don't know, some teenager hero I yeah don't know. <laughs> it's just so weird to think like oh what's like a you know a, a, an upcoming like wannabe hero like oh like a little blonde white dude like it yeah. just it's just so weird to think that that has to be a thing and that i was taught to see that mm-hmm. um uh i i to me i don't think that the perform if the performance was roughly the same mm-hmm. i don't think it'd be different in my eyes yeah it would be so different to my to dad a, yeah to other people exactly. my dad would have never taken me to see star wars yeah you know at which yeah i saw star wars when i was like I mean, zero years old and it has always been part of my culture you know it's always been part of my life uh with my... it's, it's difficult to imagine a world here in north america without star wars yeah <laughs> as well, a part of it yeah it's just it's just crazy to think that like I happen to look like Luke Skywalker, you know? So it was always in me like, go get it. You can be a Jedi if you want to be, you know, you can be Tony Stark. Uh, you can be uh, whatever, Indiana Jones, you know, every single main person that had yeah. good 
I could be. Hello, I'm the white guy. Yeah. I'm here to hey, save the day. <laughs> I'm a fairly intelligent, good-looking white man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I can clearly uh, yeah. have the lead actor, uh, the female lead actor, because we're both attractive, mm-hmm. and I'll get what I need. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just cool. It's interesting. I won't say cool. It's, it's definitely interesting. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's, that's most of what I'm uh, nice. trying to absorb. Is, yeah. is that like well, why, why are you Very doing this media um, but cool yeah so that's uh, that's all my questions nice. I, I really appreciate your time no yeah, yeah dude, thank thanks you. for having me over this was very interesting no, very cool. cool yeah very cool questions yeah. man. right on <laughs> uh, this is my friend Caden Tuttle and Bye. I and I appreciate him <laughs> yeah well as you heard Caden is an amazing thinker and a super intelligent and thoughtful person Watching him dive into himself to find answers to seemingly dumb questions was real pleasant. Listening to his drumming of fingers after asking every question, he was so proud and so interested in this project, and he was so present and engaged with every single part of this. He also has a gentleness about him that should not be confused with any measure of strength. Caden is a very tall and very spry young man with a dope haircut, at least at the time. Now it's pretty much a normie cut. And the smile that somehow starts at his eyes and engulfs his whole being. And this one in particular, but every single interaction I've had with Caden since has just been monumental. And this guy knows how to slow every moment down and make you feel so important in his space. Caden is a beautiful zephyr. You don't know when a gentle wind is going to grace you, but no matter what happens, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are so grateful and only wish it could last just a little bit longer. Caden is a heartfelt, compassionate, and interesting person, and he is my friend. Thank you so much again for listening. This was me, Zach Wiseman, a nobody, talking to one open, friendly, and optimistic Caden Tuttle. I appreciate him and his questions. They were so enlightening, and they really made me think a lot. And a quick shout-out goes to Katie Beth Bruce. She's a new member to the Earth. You got, you're, you got good stock, so you're probably fine. And again, for anyone listening, please rate, review, and subscribe, or however this app works. Also, if you have any interest in interviewing me or have any rando questions that I can answer via email or on the air, throw them over to imnobodypod at gmail.com. That's I-M-N-O-B-O-D-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. Special thanks again to my partner, Suzanne Grimmer, and to Jared Gleason for our theme song, and obviously to my daughter, Kelsey, for making me better every day. This podcast was produced at Grimwise Studios in Boulder County, Colorado. Bye, friends. Thanks.